And welcome to the Podcaster's Cut. I am Joey. And I am George. And today, we're going to talk about some movies. Yeah. Alrighty, so uh, before we talk about these movies, George, have you seen any trailers? I did actually do my homework this week. Woo! Woo Everyone yeah. at home be excited. George actually did work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yes, I did. I watched a few trailers, but okay. which ones did you want? What did you watch? Oh, uh, dude, I only watched one. I watched the Tom and Jerry one. Okay, yeah. That's yeah, the one yeah, yeah. That I, I watched as we well. We talked about it earlier, and then I was like, you know what? I should probably watch that trailer. I figured it would make sense considering that we're doing animated movies. All right. Before I say something, yes. What did you think about it? Um, it's Tom and Jerry in a hotel. I don't know how I feel about that. Oh, dude, I'm glad you said that because honestly, I'm not really feeling it. It has this kind of like Looney Tunes back in action vibe, you yeah. know, where they try to remake the, you know, uh, Loon- uh the Space Jam movie. <laughs> yeah, and then like they tried it with like oh it's brendan Fraser and this lady that you know most people don't even remember anymore and it's like what the fuck why this is not even about basketball anymore yeah yeah, yeah. it's about them being in hollywood and all this other stuff and i'm like that movie uh, was, was quite the disappointed this yeah, quite the disappointment they couldn't make a they really couldn't make up their minds that where they're recreating space jam or they're trying to do another uh uh, Roger Rabbit, you know? I agree. It was, like it, that, that movie was really sad. Did you watch that movie? Uh, Lintons Back in Action? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it was, I only watched it on, I think it was on TNT. But so yeah, Tom and Jerry, oh my God. Clint, uh, there's a lot of cool people in this. I agree. Like, I mean, Chloe Moretz Grace yeah. comes out in it yeah. from freaking quick ass fame. Yeah, quick and ass. I, huh? <laughs> quick ass? <laughs> quick ass fame, no. Yeah. But she did race to, to quick ass fame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, she really did. Uh, she's great. I think she's a great actress. I don't know. You know, I, have you ever heard that, like, they film movies, like, years before they come out, and they come out after people have become famous? Yeah. So, I wonder if this is one of those movies. I wonder if Chloe Moretz Grace, like, filmed this movie, like, five years ago. And it's barely coming out now. Does she look like kind of younger in the movie, you think? Um, I don't know what she looks like right now, so I couldn't say. But she looked like how I remember her, which probably goes to show you that it's an older movie. Well, I mean, I saw her just the other day and she looked pretty... Oh, yeah? Did you see her at the supermarket? Yeah, yeah. She looked pretty fucking old, dude. The one over on uh, fucking 30th Street? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but... We were home like, wait, are they being serious? No, 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 no. I didn't see Claude Grace Marissa. No, but uh, no. She, I saw Cuba Gooding Jr. Uh, I, I agree. It looks like it was like a later movie. Like they they really worked on the animation. Probably were on the on the Sonic side of things, and then they saw how bad Sonic animation was, and they're like, "Let's go back to cartoon." Yeah, you know what even I mean? even though the the when they redid the Sonic animation, yeah, you know how they redid it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it looked way better. Like the color grading was much better. Yeah. It made more sense. It wasn't overly saturated. He didn't have teeth. He didn't have teeth. He actually had the right shoes, I think, at that yeah, time. Yeah. There's a lot of problems with the the original like trailer for that type of movie. It's one of the craziest things that that has happened in a movie. Like you just a bunch of people told animators that they sucked at their job. Yeah, dude. You think they got fired? They I 
I'm 90% positive they probably switched animators and went to another company to do it. Wow. It's fucked up, but like, you know what? If you couldn't pull it off, it's not yeah, entirely mean, your fault. If you fuck up on a job, I mean, you get fired. Yeah, it's true. This like, is... I'm pretty sure, like, if I were to fuck up on this job, you'd probably replace me with another Joey. Hey, no oh, one would even know. It'd be yeah, like yeah. the... the... It, no, it'd be a British Joey. You'd have to upgrade. After, I have to upgrade? Mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, George, welcome to the podcast's cut. I am Joey. And we should we should do that one day just to fuck with people and be like, yo, who switched out Joey? <laughs> Joey, Joey could not make it today. I am Terry Billums, and we're going to talk about some movies. <laughs> now, I don't know. I think I'd find that voice kind of annoying after a while, yeah? to be honest. But, but going back to Tom Jerry, though, uh, you mentioned that it is like 2D animation. Yeah, yeah. On top of like, Live action, mm-hmm. really interesting. It reminds me of a simpler version of the Alvin and, and the Chipmunks movie, which I did not like at all. You didn't like the Alvin and the Chipmunks movie? No, I did not like those movies. What? Really. I mean, for good reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think that they, um, I think that it looks good. Mm-hmm. It really does look like Tom and Jerry from when we were kids. You know, the the art style still looks pretty accurate. I think. Also. Dude, 2020 must have been harsh on Tom and Jerry because they got kicked out of their house. Oh, I know. I want to know what... I, I'm more interested in what, why are they just like walking in the middle of this freeway? <laughs> like, and one's taking the bus. The other one's kind of just like, hey, bye. Like, I'm going to go inside this like bush. I, like, I was... He was waiting for the bus, bro. Oh, you talking about Jerry going like just walking away? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I felt like it was one of those awkward moments where you say goodbye to your friend, uh-huh. but they're walking in the same direction. <laughs> Oh, okay, and Jerry okay. was just like, "All right, fuck this. I'm just gonna walk into this yeah. bush and be cool." Okay, okay. I, that, I I don't know the movie. Are you gonna watch the movie? You know what, man? I'm probably not gonna watch this movie. Oh, what? Such a surprise! I know, I know, but I I don't know. I might end up watching it. Like, not. I won't go out of my way to watch this movie. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm probably gonna go watch it, and then probably be disappointed and tell you later on like hey man i watched it oh man i was so disappointed or or if the you know uh, animators and script writers and all of them did a really good job a really solid job i might come back here and be like yo man tom and jerry is where it's at like you need to fucking watch this fucking this, <laughs> this movie it's gonna be like really good like the jokes are spot on i hope that's you the know. case yeah did you watch the tom and jerry stuff when you were a kid i watched some of it but mm. i wasn't really a big tom and jerry fan i really i really really enjoyed tom and jerry like mm-hmm. i even had on i believe it was on the snes mm-hmm. they had a tom and jerry game which really? was extremely hard as a kid like i could only get to like the third or fourth level i could never beat the like the movie theater scene yeah. it was too fucking complicated but it was a really good game i mean it was simplistic mm. but it was fun Overall, I do hope this movie is good. Like, the Sonic movie. Did you ever watch the Sonic movie? I like that no. movie. Speaking of, like, games, did you, uh, this is off topic, but did you watch, the, the, uh, it kind of has to do with movies. Uh, did you <laughs> play the, new, did you ever play the Miles Morales storyline on Spider-Man? So, the Spider-Man, it, okay, what's the, what are you talking about? Like, Isn't there the, a Miles Morales storyline on the Spider-Man game now? Y- yes, there was. So in the original Spider-Man game, Miles yeah. Morales comes out and he has like a little bit of thing, but he's not like Spider-Man Miles Morales. Yeah, but he is now. He is now, yes. Y- did you hear the, that they actually might do like a Spider-Verse movie? Oh, like a, you mean a live action one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's, that's what I've been hearing like that that's Spider-Man some movie 3 news, is going to be. Bro. 
That's right? some that's some hard ass movie news. I, I I really hope it's true. You know, right? It's been going around for a while, but the craziest thing that I've heard mm-hmm. that I don't know if it's real. Okay, is that Alfred Molina was oh like, yeah was on the call sheet or something like that. Yeah, he and supposedly he like he's up. coming back. Yeah, yeah, supposedly. Like it's gonna be Alfred Molina and um oh man Toby Maguire. Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield supposedly isn't was in talks. He hasn't signed yet, but Toby already did. Yeah, and then um oh my god, what's the who's the villain from Andrew Garfield's Amazing Spider-Man two? Oh, you're talking about Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx. Why couldn't I remember Jamie? Yeah, he's supposed to come back. Hopefully, they don't fuck up the character design this time. He like posted something and then he like immediately deleted it. Yeah, because he's already signed on as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I I think it's gonna it's gonna deal with the Doctor Strange multiverse. Do you think so? Yeah, I hope it's like the animated uh, TV show where yeah. like they Madam Web comes out and he starts taking Peter across all these universes. Yeah, that'd me be too, sick bro. as fuck, dude. Be- I'm really excited about that movie. I hope. I know that we tweeted. I think you tweeted it out the other day that like, what is Spider Man Three turning into? Why is it turning into Spider Man Three, the original Spider Man Three? Yeah, yeah, with dude. like so many villains. No, I mean. <sighs> I wouldn't really mind it. Like supposedly Tom Hardy's supposed to come on in it too, like as a as Venom. As Venom, yeah. <laughs> I thought you know, the movie was good. I yeah. just at the same time I'm just like, oh, I don't know. That's too much. <laughs> I, I that's like that's like you watching the chef like, and then we're gonna put some carrots. You're like, yeah, yeah. And then he's like, and then I'm gonna put some onions. I'm like, okay, yeah, I like this broth coming. <laughs> he's like, and then I'll put some slices of pork. I'm like, all right, some pork shoulder. That's cool. And he's like, and then I'm gonna put some pickles, and you're like, whoa, p- what the pickles? fuck is going like, on? Bro? Why, why are you? And doing then I'm so gonna much? put some kimchi, and you're like, hey, yo, oh, hold up, chef, <sighs> chef, wait, chef, no, no, chef, like, no. And then the the piece de resistance, a whole lot of cumin. And whoa, you're like, what, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> the fuck just happened? <laughs> like that's how I'm seeing this movie. Like I just keep hearing, like I'm like, oh, okay, that's cool, uh-huh. that's really cool. Like yeah, from Melina, <laughs> and then like. Ooh, and, and then all of a sudden, Tom Hardy. T- Tom Hardy. <laughs> <laughs> I like. I like that they're doing this. I trust Marvel because they haven't really made a bad uh, mm-hmm. superhero movie. Mm-hmm. Granted, this is with Sony, and Sony has made bad superhero movies. Wait, are you saying that Marvel has now made a bad Marvel uh, superhero movie since the since the whole like new MCU stuff? Okay, uh, which one are you talking about? Which one do you think is bad? Dark World. Oh fuck. Okay, you got me. Dark World was bad. <laughs> and <laughs> Thor won. And then personal personal fucking opinion, I don't really think the Captain Marvel movie was that great. Oh, damn. I feel like it wasn't George has been canceled. Enter British George. My biggest argument is British George. He will not curse nearly as much as I will. People will be upset. I think I when it comes to that movie, I just I think it should have been Black Widow to have her first movie, you know. And mm. I'm still waiting. It's fucking almost been a year at this point, and Black Widow still hasn't come out. Damn, dude. and it's starting to piss me off at this point. Um, but I don't know. I'm excited to see what they do with Spider Man Three. I think that'll be a fun fucking movie. Yeah, you know what? I think Captain Marvel was would have been good if it would have came out like five years before. If it came out yes. in the if it came out in the era of like Iron Man, Hulk, Thor. Thor, Captain America. Fuck, it would have overshadowed Thor by a lot. Yeah, and I think Captain America. It might have done outdone that one too. Yeah, yeah. I think it would have outdone Iron Man two and Thor two. Yeah, for sure. I think it would have been the best one of those of that series if it had come out that exact. Yeah, year. and but then it's like one of those movies like oh, you came out a little too late, you know? 
Mm-hmm. And it might have been one of those things where it's like, like you said, it was filmed a long time ago. It's just, and then, but it just didn't come out soon enough, you know. Instead, we got Doctor Strange, Ant Man, all these uh, cool random Marvel movies, like they're doing genre films. Yeah, the Gar- Guardians of the Galaxy. You're like, oh, like Guardians of the Galaxy wasn't supposed to succeed like it did. I mean, I saw it coming because I, I personally really like James Gunn, mm-hmm. um, but I think that that movie just got a really bad rap because of that. Anyways, we're getting off topic here. Hey, uh, if you guys don't know, this is our second podcast of Christmas movies. This yeah. is the animated one, and we are not talking about that right now. So let's get to, let's try <laughs> to get to it. What movies were we supposed to watch? So we were supposed to watch Christmas Carol, A Crazy Night, and uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. Yes. And uh, my personal, like, I love Adam Sandler movies. So A Crazy Night, I own the DVD. I've watched it so many times. I watched the extra features on it. I think I even watched it in theaters. Damn, you watched it in theaters? That's intense. Yeah, it was actually really cool because uh, there's a lot of scenes in this movie where um, I remember, like, as I was watching, I was like, oh, man, this was, like, actually really cool. Like, it was actually really loud in the theaters, like, mm-hmm. where he breaks the blocks of ice. Oh, at, yeah, yeah. In the first song. Yeah. And uh, he breaks, like, a big-ass, like, thing of uh, ice. You hear, like, <laughs> like, really loud, you know? Oh, really? And I was like, oh, man, that's really cool. And then the other thing where they where he burps super loud. Oh right. Yeah, and then uh, back then that was this movie was very revolutionary because it's like it was a really hard comedy in animation. Yeah, I mean there was a lot of cursing in it. There's I don't know if there was cursing actually. I feel like there was cursing though. Like mm-hmm. there's a lot of like crazy jokes that are made that I feel like wouldn't have been allowed nowadays. Yeah, and actually back then, they probably wouldn't have been allowed. I mean, he talks about, like, mooning people, grabbing some old ladies' watermelons. Yeah. But it's all visual comedy where he says it, and then he she's actually holding watermelons and stuff like it's that. It's one of those things in this movie where I feel like you really need it. I, I, it's such a good... I personally think that this movie is awesome because of the animation alone. Mm. When I When I watch, or when any of you watch a cartoon animated movie, you can kind of see that it's not, like, it's not hand-drawn or there's not as much detail in it where you're like characters kind of have like more basic colored faces and like the trees don't have as much detail. And in this movie, I feel like they went so hard on the artwork because when I'm watching it, all I kept thinking was like, dude, this looks like a painting. Mm -hmm. And it looks like they just did, I don't know how many fucking paintings in a row to be able to get that because I'm like 24 frames. The movie's only an hour and 20 minutes. So... Do that math. Mm-hmm. Hey, 80 times 24. That's how many pictures have to come out on this. And it's, it is so detailed and so well done. And it reminds me a little bit of the, the Disney era, the high Disney area of movies with yeah. like Lion King, Mulan. Um, it looks like it's drawn like by those same animators. Well, it was actually uh, the people from Iron Giant. Oh, really? Okay, that makes sense. That movie is also extremely so detailed. Going, going back to like, successes in animation and stuff like that or like cgi people and like mm-hmm. that. so that area of like movies is also really hard to like keep your job because a lot of it they're like oh well you know people didn't like the animation or whatever mm-hmm. like iron iron giant got that a lot you know it wasn't as clean or it wasn't as cute as like disney and that's why disney beat you guys right but the stories are actually better you know what i mean oh i agree i think the story like, like iron, iron giant, giant story is great Iron Giant is great, but the majority of that those animators that worked on this film and Iron Giant, 
they were laid off from Warner Brothers Features really? Animation and Fox Animation Studios. That's messed up, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the of, artwork, again, like I've, I told it, is fucking fantastic. You can notice fucking uh, Hogarth in the, like in, like his face. He's mm-hmm. in the movie. Yeah. Like you see him. And I think even the voice actor, was he's the kid with the hairy armpits. Oh, yeah, 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 that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, you know, St. Ignatius rules. Yeah. Like, <laughs> hope he's getting a weed whacker this Christmas. There, and there but. was like a really, Adam Sandler does a really good job at making all the, vo- like the two or three voices that he does. Mm-hmm. I was like, damn, that, he, he oh, really sells it. I got a trivia question for you. What's up? Who do you think he, he did the voice of? Who do I think? Can you name all the characters he voiced in this movie? Or can you give me a number? Uh, I know all of them. Obviously, I'm, I think you're looking at it on your computer. I knew it before. Ah, uh, okay, that. sure. I'm serious. Nah, okay, I'm okay. <laughs> um, I'm gonna. I don't know how many, but I know for. I know obviously three for a fact. Okay. There's the main character. There's Whitey, and then there's the <laughs> there's the really fat dude during the basketball game who mm-hmm. has the jock. And yeah. then I know he does like a few other like random voices because you can hear his like. His crazy laughter stuff, but I, I, that, I'm gonna guess a number of fifteen. Oh, that's way too many. That's way too many. How many <laughs> yeah, did you do? There's not even that many characters in this. <laughs> How many no, did you do? Um, it was actually five. You actually named the one that they don't credit him for. Oh, okay. Which one? Which is the fat guy? Really? They don't credit him? Yeah, they don't credit him for that guy. That's whack. But they credited him for Davy, Whitey, and Eleanor, the sister. And oh, did he do the voice? Yeah. I, I was trying to, I was trying to notice it, and I felt like. At one point, I was like, oh, that's Adam Sandler. And then the rest of the movie, I was like, no, nah, that's just somebody else. Yeah, like, yeah. I can tell. But damn, that's crazy. And the one they do credit him for, which I didn't make any sense, the deer. What? Oh, that's right. He I did hear that. The, yeah, 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 yeah. Which is also a really random part of this movie. Yeah. Where the deer are just like super intelligent and they understand everything. Okay. So when I saw that the first time, I just thought it was something funny. Mm-hmm. Rewatching it again, and just how like, you know, this movie kind of put, points out that, like, you know, the Jewish community is really put down during this time. Yes. Like, and then, so I looked at it as the deer representing Christmas and, pardon my French, but Christmas can go eat shit. Oh. Because they're, they're eating crap. Like, the, yeah. the deers have to lick off the poop off Whitey. That was disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> and then they show funny. them, like, with the poop in their mouth. I was like, oh, okay. Like, now I see, I look at him like is that like a nod to like you know Christmas can go eat shit or something yeah. like that and I was like oh that'd be really smart if you did do that <laughs> like, <laughs> this movie is so smart in so many different ways I think though and I I wouldn't put it past it that makes sense the music's good too oh the music is really good the songs on them are great the I think. last one man it always gets me oh no no, no. the last one's the one with Whitey <laughs> yeah oh, that one was kind of sad too yeah I I, I think I like the first one. The, oh, the first one? Yeah, yeah the intro a, music was really yeah, yeah. good. I thought that was great. There's a lot of good songs, obviously. Oh, yeah. I, I thought you were going to say the last one, the one that plays during uh, the Hanukkah song that plays during the credits. Bum, bum, beedy, beedy, bum, <laughs> I love when he does nah, those. That's those right. so <laughs> the, I, that I'm, glad that, I'm glad that he was able to do this movie. I, I don't yeah, know the too. story behind it. I wanted to look it up. It, like, who came to who for this movie? So pretty much Adam Sandler made, wrote the movie. And mm-hmm. based on a picture that Adam Sandler has when he was 19. Oh, okay. Yeah, and it's about his parents. And I think his dad actually voiced the dad and the mom. And the mom voiced the mom. Like, they oh, were actually okay. there. Uh-huh. They were actually the voices of his parents. Oh. And it sucks because, like, I think they died shortly after this. Damn, that's messed up. Yeah, because they died in between this one and 51st States. Oh, fuck. And so, that's messed up, man. Yeah, I know. 
Well, I mean. Well, yeah. I mean, obviously, yeah, they were yeah, older yeah. or whatever. At yeah, least yeah. you got to have them for forever. Not like poor fucking it baby happened a long time movie. ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, and I, the, there's so much good stuff in the movie. Like you mentioned, the there's so much funny stuff that is maybe a little bit like intense for what is supposed to be a Christmas animation movie. Mm-hmm. Like It was so bad. I, I didn't ask her, but Danielle couldn't finish the movie. <laughs> she yeah. got like 16 minutes in and she was like, I'm done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, why? This movie's fucking funny. I think yeah. it's hilarious. If you haven't watched Eight Crazy Nights, you really, everybody needs to go watch this movie because it does touch on a little bit on Hanukkah. It doesn't go deep into it, but I think it's there and present enough for you to realize that it's an important part. Yeah, yeah. And the story arc in it is really good, I think. Like the character journey that Davy goes on from being Mm -hmm. a complete asshole to like being more caring to being an asshole. Yeah. Like it's it's repetitive and it's been done a bunch. And like I can tell, I can see it coming. Yeah, yeah, but it's done well enough. The characters around Davy are interesting enough that yeah. it keeps me enjoying the movie. Yeah, great credit to them mm-hmm. is they really nailed. Um, oh fuck, I completely lost what I was gonna say. Oh well, but th- again, movie was funny. the uh, The music was okay. I thought I didn't really. I didn't think I could have done with less songs. Here's the thing. <sighs> I'm. I love. I love certain musicals. Yeah. But I don't love a lot of them. Like even when it comes to those like original, like I'm gonna tell you a secret real quick. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I don't personally love all the songs and all the Disney Channel movies and all the <gasps> Disney movies. Like I'm not the biggest fan. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't tell anybody, dude. That's like TMZ headline news. Yeah. I don't know what it is, man. I just I can't get behind all of them. Like as a kid, I loved Lion King. Yeah. Yeah. But some of the songs dragged on way too long. I think I've come to appreciate them more. I like these songs. I actually really enjoyed every single song. I like memorized them when I was when I was. Oh, younger. did you? Yeah, dude. <laughs> I, I can still. I think of like the major parts of the songs uh-huh. of this movie because like, I don't know. I just really enjoyed them. I thought they were really funny and like. Yeah, this them. song in particular, like the, like I'm saying, like I like certain ones. Yeah, but like a lot of the middle ones, I was just like, I don't know. Like which one? Uh, the, the song that I can think of off the top of my head is when they're doing the, when he invite when Whitey finally invites Davey to his house. Yeah, yeah. That one, I'm like, all right, this one feels like it's going on a little bit too long and also oh, really? I'm not <laughs> totally into it. I used to hate that one uh-huh. and then I got into it. I like, I thought, I thought it was pretty funny. <laughs> I like some of the lines in it though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what's his sister's name? Esther? That's a technical foul. Yeah, That's that the one fucking song. Right? Yeah, the technical foul song. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> too many times. They could have cut back on the technical foul. So I'll tell you yeah, that much. Like, if I take a whiz in these flowers, like, <laughs> you'll hit the showers. You'll huh? <laughs> be hitting what? the showers. Uh, what's his sister's name? What's Whitey's sister's name? Eleanor. Eleanor. So the, like, I feel like Eleanor has so many good lines, but in that one, I thought that was really like a really awkward line yeah. where he's like, what if I walk around with my morning wood? wood yeah. And he goes, that's a technical <laughs> foul. And then she goes, but I would like to see it. <laughs> and I was like, yo, you fucking, what the hell? He does that all the time, dude. He, <laughs> there's always like this kind of weird, like weird sexual joke that he puts in there. Like, mm-hmm. it's like uh, even like the subtle one that he did where he's all like, is he? Did he come here to molest us? And he oh, goes, yeah. hmm? like, like <laughs> The little, like, head nod, like, yeah, the little like, face expressions. Hmm? Like, <laughs> yeah. They were really fun. Like, dude, yeah. again, and that, that goes, that that is a credit to the animators. Like, yeah, and then he does that a lot in his movies. Like, he did it in uh, Mr. Deeds. Uh-huh. Mr. Deeds, he, at the funeral, he says, like, you liked it when uh, the butler would change out your socks. And oh. some guy goes, like, huh? Like, <laughs> like it's like. 
it's insinuated that it's that someone's thinking like, is this a sex thing? Like, <laughs> <laughs> and it it definitely feels that way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and that's like there's so many little things like that where even as a viewer you're just like, well, wait, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it, and there's so much product placement in this movie. Did you notice that? Yeah, there's like Seven Elevens, Foot Lockers, Panda Express comes out in this. I'm like, how many of those can you name? That came out? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, now I just named, I think, all of the ones I knew. But I think there was, I mean, there's more. I, I think there's a Coke. Them. I'm sure you can. Yeah. But I don't, wait, I, <laughs> I don't know if that's a part of this podcast, if we want to name I all these. we were just going to do trivia. No. <laughs> I don't have a doubt. No, there's like Sharper Image. Oh, yeah, that's right. Sharper Image. Panda Express. Yes. Seize Candy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Coffee Bean. Right, right. Because he does a whole rhyme about them. That's right. Yeah. Sabaro. Sabaro comes out. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not terrible pizza if you're just in a stuck Dunkin' mall. Donuts. Uh, yeah, because she works at Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, Dunkin' Donuts inside a mall. I don't know. Maybe that's an East Coast thing. Yeah, it probably is. Oh, uh, so I had noticed something. Okay. I can't think. You probably know. So in that scene where he's in the mall and he's tearing everything apart and all the logos are coming to life, there's one where it's an old lady knitting. Do you remember this? There's a what? There's an old lady who's knitting. Where? Like, she comes alive. She's a logo. Yeah. Okay, so if you pause it and look at it, it looks like the old lady from the Tweety, uh, the Tweety Bird uh, oh, cartoons. Oh, shit. I was, I was tripping out when I watched it. I was like, wait a second. Is that a direct nod to, like, Tweety, Tweety Bird and Sylvester the Cat? Hmm. But it looks like her, and it even kind of sounds like her. And I was like, oh, snap, that's crazy. Oh, G&C. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, G&C comes out. I think, yeah. I think Victoria's Secret, too. That, uh, overall, I Those really enjoyed this movie. Watching it again, especially, like, obviously during Christmas time. Yeah, yeah. Great movie. It's really wholesome. Yeah, I think that it, if you can get through, like, the... If you're a parent, you might not want to show this to your kids. It's mm-hmm. very light. Like, in my opinion, it's a PG-13 movie. It's very, it's very light, and it's... Uh, toilet humor and like right, yeah, kind of like sexual humor mm-hmm. so maybe like if you're kind of, if you're kind of reserved about it and you have like a, maybe like a i'd say six to seven year old you might be kind of on the fence anything below that yeah definitely don't yeah watch, don't show no. this movie but an eight-year-old like when i watched this i, I think i was eight mm-hmm. or, no i think it might have been a lot you might have been a lot i think it came out in 2001 right yeah 2002 actually oh okay i was close so, yeah i think i was like 11 so i mean i watched it and i thought it was fucking funny like i i got all the jokes i understood mm-hmm. everything but i think i could have watched it even earlier than that and i think i would have found it funny like yeah, i i don't think there's when was the first time you watched an adam sandler movie an, an adam uh, sandler movie yeah yeah how old Ooh, were you snap oh, i don't know it had to have been i want to say it was in the 90s but i can't think of which one it might have been i might have actually been wedding singer to be honest really yeah oh maybe i think i kind of remember i think i was like eight Wow. Yeah, I feel like it has to be around that time. Everything happens when you're eight, bro. I know, it's true, man. <laughs> it, like, dude, if you know me and we're ever talking about time, oh, I think I was like eight or nine. <laughs> yeah. I honestly don't know. But I'm that eight or nine years yeah. of my life, longest years of my life. Yeah, yeah. No, um, I think I watched Happy Gilmore. That was the first time I watched I watched it on TV. Mm, yeah, I, I for movie. sure didn't watch that one first. No, I, I was. it was the funniest movie I had ever seen. Uh, dude, it's so and good. Hooked me on Adam Sandler movies ever since. Still, still makes me laugh, especially this one. So, I mean, if you like Adam Sandler movies, and also if you have kids, I'd say they'd have to be kind of on the older side. There's some like kind of gross scenes. Like, there's a point where like uh, one of the characters gets pretty much uh, pushed into a pushed into a party party, and yeah. then like they roll it down a hill, Ugh, that and, was nasty. and not in a 
not in a like, oh, it's going sideways. No, like a little like <laughs> up and over, word? up and over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he was like, so he's definitely drenched in like human crap feces. Yeah, he, <laughs> like how he says. Yeah, but um, yeah, it was. A, it's a really good movie, yeah. honestly. Yeah. I mean, if you if you like Christmas movies, this is kind of like that irreverent kind of genre of Christmas movies, mm-hmm. like. There's Krampus. There's a couple other ones that there's, like. This is on the subject of movies where like you're not. It's not about enjoying the holidays and being all happy go lucky. This yeah. is more about being funny during the holidays, and yeah. it kills it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it reminds me of a movie we're gonna talk about next week, which is how the Grinch stole Christmas. You know, it's yeah, not, yeah. And it's a very wholesome movie. I think at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. So the other movie we wa- were su- wa- supposed to watch, Christmas Carol. Okay. Now. Finally got to watch it. Yay. Yeah. Uh, you've never watched it? I've Me never neither. watched it. I've never watched it. But you know what? Uh-huh. It is by far my favorite Christmas story of all time. Christmas story, you mean? So just in general? In general. Of oh, okay. all the Christmas stories, I can probably link each Christmas story to this story. It's always like even uh, A Crazy Night. Mm-hmm. It's about a guy who is- a humbug. Who's a humbug and he gets turned around- through exactly his past, yeah, his present, or like his present situation, uh, uh-huh. and what's to come for, or what's to come from the future. Yeah, every Christmas story is ba- is kind of almost rooted to this story. Yeah, I'm a big like, uh, what would you call it? Like English buff or, uh, or literature? Like, English literature buff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Charles Dickens is the man. Is and it, he didn't even want to write the story. Yeah, bro. I was gonna say he I, didn't even want to write this. He was like, <laughs> oh, I guess I'll come up with something. Three months later, he's like, here you go. He's like, can I write something for me now? And they're like, yeah, cool. And then like, this story ends up being way better than anybody ever thought. And he's like, what? Really? Like this story? <laughs> but because I feel this story is just like, I don't know. It just, it gets to me. And um, I think the idea of like empathizing with somebody kind of gets to people, especially on the holidays. Yeah. And this story really brings that out. I agree. Yeah. What were you going to say? Oh, I was going to ask you, since since you just declared yourself a big uh, Charles Dickens fan. Okay, well, I didn't say Charles Dickens fan, <laughs> but sure. Okay. Um, did, do you know if he wrote this story, like he wrote some of his other ones, where it was just like a chapter out a week on, in a newspaper? Because I know, he, I think he did that one for... No. For, might have been great I don't think he did. I don't remember. But, Wait, do you know the actual answer? No, I don't. I was asking... I was just straight up asking. So there you go. Do some do some homework. <laughs> no, because I, I from what I know about this story specifically is mm-hmm. that the publisher or his editor right. wanted something for the holidays and they specifically requested him to write this. Yeah, okay. And he didn't want to write it. He didn't I mean, he said he doesn't want to write uh whatever kind like of a story. genre piece. A genre piece, yeah. And then they're like, Well, if you Too want fucking to... bad. No, they <laughs> they were more like Hey man, you scratch my back, I scratch your back, and then you know. Which it, is a is funny because that's a lot. That's how a lot of these movies are made. Yeah, and I, then um, but I, yeah. Anyways, what were you gonna say? I th- dude, this movie I think is I honestly think is my favorite version. I haven't. Uh, we're gonna watch Scrooge next week, and I really liked it when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thoroughly enjoyed this version of a Christmas Story. I mean, a Christmas Carol. I always do that. A Christmas Carol. I thought it was great. Is Not it just because, because you love a Christmas story, dude. I, no, don't don't do this. The viewers, <laughs> uh, the listeners, have already heard me yeah, talk yeah. how much I hate about that movie. It's not just because Jim Carrey comes out and he, and he plays a main character and he plays like three or four other characters. I honestly just thoroughly enjoy the movie. I think they 
It is probably the darkest version of a Christmas story. I mean, God damn it, again, a Christmas carol. <laughs> Jeez, this is going to happen the whole time. People at home are going to be making fun of me. He doesn't know the difference. Uh, no, I think it's the darkest version of it, and it's so well done. I think, it, I think this movie and this story needs to be dark mm-hmm. for you to actually feel like, wow, what a huge change does Ebenezer go through in the movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jim Carrey nails it, man. He is the, he is the master rubber face of a guy. He yeah. just can make his face into anything. And I love that like the animators really took detail and what his face looked like for each of the individual uh, characters that he plays. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, because that version of the, of the Ghost of Christmas Past mm-hmm. really does look baby-faced when you look at it. And he really kind of actually does look like He's just <laughs> so creepy when you look at it. <laughs> the movie's so funny. I think it's really well done because Jim Carrey can really nail that like grumpy old man kind of yeah. uh, vibe. I, I thought it was I thought it was amazing. Yeah, some of the actors that came out on this are kind of surprised me. Mm-hmm, uh, me too. Great actors. Great yeah, actors. What's his name? The guy from the King's Speech? Uh, Colin Firth. Colin Firth comes out as the as the cousin or yep. something like that. No nephew. Oh, the nephew. The nephew. Yes. And then uh, okay, so that part always gets me. Like, the part when he walks in at the end. The part at the end because he knows that they're talking about him. Oh yeah. And they're saying like, oh, is it an animal? Like. Mm. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh no! Is it a beast? It's like sort of. And it's like so they're doing that whole thing where they're kind of right. like they're kind of making fun of him, and then uh, he knows they're about to make fun of him, and he walks in, and then he he has to like kind of put his head down and kind of you know like shoulders up and mm-hmm. kind of put himself in a uh what would you say like vulnerable state? I yeah, guess completely vulnerable. You're right. Kind of like tail between the legs, and he's like cup in oh, hand. Yeah. And now he he sees himself as the beggar in this situation where he's like, can he's like, would you have me? Mm-hmm. And then they're like, yeah, of course, blah blah blah. I know blah. everyone suddenly just so happy to have him. Yeah, well, I mean, I think because at that point it's it's like for me the way I see it is like for modern times mm-hmm. I would see it as if if you were a flake. Ah, okay. If you were a flake, imagine you realize like way later in life you're like, fuck, I, like. Like man, I I missed out on uh, on so much and and but they still invite me. Like fuck, like dude, like I really wish I could could go, but nah, screw that. You know, nah, I'm just gonna stay home. Blah 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 blah. And you get visited by three ghosts and, and something. And they like tell that. you you suck. And they're like, hey, Joey, <laughs> you gotta come back to me in the DeLorean. I gotta show you some stuff. And then I'm like, what? Where are we going? He's like, we're going to the past, Joey. The original Back to the Future. <laughs> Which well, is funny. The I got to show you something, and then I go, and then he shows me like, "Look, all your <laughs> friends are having fun, and and look, that's old Timmy. Look, <laughs> remember him? He passed out on the gutter that day. Like, oh yes, poor Timmy. Like, anyways, <laughs> oh, no, Timmy. Which... And then fast forward to like the prison. Like, I, I haven't lost. I'm not having lost times. And Doc Brown's like, "Oh, go and hang out with your friends, Joey. <laughs> Get pissed drunk and, <laughs> <laughs> and smoke weed." I'm like, "I will, I will, Doc Brown." And then I run, and then I, and then my friends are all hanging out. I show up, and then I go, "Hey, um, is it cool if I come and hang with you guys?" And they're all like. Yeah, no. I do. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, even though, like, my Doc Brown showed me, like, what was going to happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was like, look, Joey, your friends are talking shit about you. <laughs> I'm like, hey, fuck. They're like, no. Why are they talking shit about me? Like, I'm you should never person. show up. They don't know you. No more than you know yourself. And then I'm like, you, you're right, Doc Brown. Take me back. Take me back. <laughs> Which is, I, I love this whole rant. Moment, mainly because, because it's not a rant. <laughs> it's not a rant. I love this whole rant because 
this movie is directed by Robert Zemeckis, who also directed <laughs> Back to the Future. Yeah. So Doc Brown would totally come out in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> Ebenezer, <laughs> I gotta show you something. Come on, get in the DeLorean. I mean, Whoosh. I, I did. What is this contraption? <laughs> but I didn't realize the connection to Back to the Future. <laughs> that clearly Doc Brown has all these ghosts in one. Great movie. Yeah, no, yeah, it's a really great movie. I, I was really. <laughs> there's a lot of good, funny parts and a lot of really sad parts in this movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, one of the parts that really gets me is um, the conversation he has with his wife mm. when his wife leaves him. Yeah. I was like, damn. That was f- messed up. Oh, do you want to hear the story about that? Why? What about it? So, okay. So, the, that whole part, the middle story. So, I, f- I found out it, it is in staves. Uh-huh. So, it is in staves. But, so, that middle part. Hey, Joe, um, you were away from your mic. Huh? Oh, shit. My bad. <laughs> uh, so, okay. Sorry. I was trying to look at you. Yeah, right. I know. So, that. I actually read about this part of the story. Uh-huh. About, like, uh, what's her name? Christine or Chris Crystal. I forgot the, the character's name. The wife. Oh, I don't even remember. That's a true thing about Charles Dickens. Okay. I think it was around his fifth book, fifth year writing. Uh He he had some success, but not much. And he was like, kind of like, he put a lot of his money on his writing. Okay. And and he was kind of not really making a lot at this point. Right. And he had his wife who was born with, who was pregnant with their fifth child. Damn, five? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fool gets I think, around, that, I think that's rivers. where the five comes from. I think he hasn't become that big of a deal, but he was struggling with money. Uh-huh. And that's the whole point. And his wife was like pregnant with his fifth child, and they he was kind of just super focused on writing and making it and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And, and he does, but then I think something happens with him and his wife, and I think she divorces him or something like that. Oh, he loses damn. her for the success, but he's like, I'm successful. Like, it I finally worked out. did it. I finally <laughs> did it. And then that's a true thing that came from his own life. I think also being poor. Like, there's a part about him going to school. Mm-hmm. He he uh, sold all his stuff uh, to... Is this something you learn at school? No, <clears throat> it's okay. You go for it. So None pretty of these much, people remember it. I know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, oh, this old Charles Dickens trope. Like, <laughs> no, so pretty much he just sells all his stuff and, like, he... All his books and all his like pen, like all the stuff he owns as a, yeah. like as a kid, I guess, or a teenager, to go to school, and he he rents out an apartment, I think, in like London or something, and he lives like pretty much in a shoebox. Dang! And, and then he just to go to school, and then that's how he got that's how he got through school. And he didn't come from money; he came from a poor family. Jesus, then, the poor boy from a poor family. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and no, and then so like that part of him is still there like he 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 knows he didn't come from wealth and he had to work for what he got right so that's why that's the whole thing about ebenezer too wow it's like it's like i worked to get here and it's like i i've given up so much of my life to be where i'm at so that's why charles dickens was always like kind of headstrong about what he was writing what he's writing crap and because he he got to where he's at by sacrifice and hard work you know for a story that he didn't want to write he sure put a lot of his personal <laughs> life into it. He was always interested in Christmas. He just didn't want to write this. I think the story works well. It works so well because it's like the antithesis of what Christmas should be is like anti-Christmas spirit. Yeah. And but it's like trying to shove Christmas spirit into him, and it's exactly what he went through. He's like he didn't want to write this book because he didn't want to write about Christmas, and it still turns out. I think he amazing. wanted to write. I think he had different story ideas. Like, those two stories were two separate ideas. I think he ended up writing something about, like, 
his life a his little bit life, closer a little, to it. a little bit closer like about him being poor and coming up mm-hmm. and then also and that's great expectations <laughs> fuck I didn't <laughs> I didn't make the connection right there until right now you said it I, I said what I said and then you just said great expectations I'm like yep you're right great expectations I don't know why I didn't think about that I mean, yeah, if you think about so, it yeah. all of his movies all of his books are like that even Oliver Twist is like that yeah, he's a poor so, orphan so yeah a lot of it comes from he he liked to focus on that part and mm-hmm. he never really focused on the uh like coming back, and I guess Christmas Carol really brought it out to him, uh, out of him. And honestly, it's one that's why it was one of my favorites. It's based on a book, which is, I mean, it's always are, good. It's always good. Like the book is always gonna be better, but like when a movie actually nails it, yeah. yeah. And I think this movie kind of nails it like pretty dead on. Like he, they did almost like word for word, almost. I feel like they did a really good job. Like I've seen other versions of a Christmas Carol, and yeah. they don't ever really feel as real or as true to what the story is. I feel like the story is dark. Yeah. I've never read it. I'll be honest. I've never read the book. But I feel like it has to be dark given the times it was made in. Honestly, this isn't my favorite iteration of this. No, you like the Mickey Mouse one, don't you? Uh, yeah, that is... No, no, I have another one that's my Oh, okay. Favorite. I wasn't trying to make fun of him. No, he no, literally no. did bring up the Mickey Mouse one. I, I did. No, yeah, that's one, of my fa- that's one of my favorites. Yeah, no, I which love, one are you talking about? Though? I watch that every year. Huh? Which one are you talking about? Ghosts of Gr- Girlfriend's Past. Oh, my God. that That's your favorite? Mm-hmm. Why? Because, dude, Matthew, it has heavy hitters. Emma Stone, uh-huh. Matthew McConaughey, Jennifer, uh, oh my God, was married to Ben Affleck. What's her name? Garner. Gen- Jennifer Garner, Michael Douglas. I mean, you can't <laughs> I, go wrong. It's too bad. A studio looks at that and they're like, a Christmas Carol? Matthew McConaughey? All these people? I'm like, uh, looks like we got a jackpot movie here. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Now that, that that's not my favorite. <laughs> I don't know what it actually think that. <laughs> I was like, wow. Okay, well, I guess I guess I learned something every day. <laughs> Best friends, and I have never you ever knew watched that movie. So, have I watched that movie? Yes. I've only seen parts of it. You've only seen parts of it? Yeah, no, I've only seen parts. Oh, of it. We'll talk about it later. I mean, it, I, I I don't know. My, you know, what's one of my favorite versions of a Christmas story though? Other than this one, I think yeah. this is my quintessential favorite one now. I. Having watched wow. Scrooge a long time ago, okay. I honestly really enjoy this one. Not, and it's not just because Jim Carrey comes out. <laughs> in it, okay, I agree. Big Jim Carrey is amazing in this movie, uh-huh. but I, I have to throw it out to Robert Zemeckis. This is his second time making a CGI movie about Christmas because yeah, he, yeah. he did Polar Express. Yeah, yeah. And Polar Express looked good, but this one looks amazing. Mm-hmm. The the detail, the animation, the direction, the way the camera moves in it. It's, oh God, it's it is. A masterclass at watching a movie, an animated CGI movie. It's so good. Do you think you would have wanted to watch it in 3D? Yeah, I would have loved to. I don't know what happened that year. I, I, you know what? Back then, when this movie came out, I wasn't too into Christmas. I think mm. I've become more into Christmas the older I've gotten now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this movie really, like, it really hits home to me in a lot of ways. It's like, mm. I, like I can be a fucking humbug just as much as the next <laughs> person, you know? I don't yeah. want to go out and stuff. And this movie really hits home to me in a certain way. The other movie that I, I wanted to throw a shout out to, I don't even think it's a movie. I, I always just think of Scrooge McDuck when yeah. he, he plays Ebenezer. Uh, That's the one Scrooge. I'm talking about. Is that the same one that you're it's talking the about? It's the same one. one. Okay, yeah. I like that one. That one's really good. Yeah. <laughs> it's a really good version. And like, it, even if you're a kid, like it's really good. By the way, this movie is on Disney Plus, so it's, you can easily watch it this, this you know, year. Both of them are yeah, on I, Disney uh, Plus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should definitely watch them. If you have kids, Throw this one on there. It'll teach them not to be so rude to you all the time. And yeah, and for Eight Crazy Nights, I ended up watching it on Showtime. It was, yeah, it was on Showtime. I saw yeah, yeah. that. I, I ended up getting a trial for it. Mm-hmm. So uh, it was through Hulu and stuff. Anyways. Uh, I think there was maybe one or two more things that I want to talk about this movie. Okay, go for it, dude. Uh, well, while you looked that up, yeah, 
for those of you who are listening, did you guys know that the people who play Mr. and Mrs. Cratchit is actually Gary Oldman and Leslie Manville? I did know that. Gary you Oldman, did know that? Yeah, Gary Oldman voices like three voices in this. Yeah, 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 dude. I was like, when I was, I was like, who the hell is this guy talking at the end? It's like, I true to his word, Ebenezer Scrooge was a, was a nice, was the most generous man to ever, to ever come to London and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, I know this voice. Where do I know this voice from? <laughs> and it turns out it was Gary Oldman. I, I was saw, like, oh my God, dude. The, the credits come up in the beginning. They do mm-hmm. that. And it shows Gary Oldman's uh, name. And I was like, oh, okay. So I got to look out for the chameleon's voice. Damn. Dude. Okay. So I've been talking about animation, ah. but I think one of the most important things that comes with animated movies uh-huh. is sound design. Uh-huh. And the sound design in this movie in particular out of the three uh-huh. really was amazing. You know, I, I think the way they created the noises mm-hmm. after the fact was, was brilliant. Everything sounds like it should. You know, there's sometimes where people get, like, obviously sound design doesn't get enough credit, I think. But in mm-hmm. this movie, the way the crunching of the snow sounds, the way the doors open. Oh, one of the things that really hit me was uh, the chains with the, the blocks of money. Mm-hmm. Like, that was so good and so scary. Like, it was like, oh, wow, this is creepy. <laughs> and it was designed so well and it hits. Like, the punches hit so freaking good. Like, this movie really... I wish I could meet the sound designers and just be like, you know what, man? You probably don't get enough credit, but you killed it in this movie. <laughs> like, you did such a good job. And, and animation, it's so key. Like, you need to have art and you need to have the, noise, the, the sound correct. Like, not just for the voice acting, but when you're creating a sound for, like, a snowball hitting somebody or the, the creaking of a door. Like, that's important. And it needs to be real for you to be in the movie or else you get taken out of it. You know what's funny? Mm. You just reminded me of something. What? Right now when you were like mentioning like the snow and stuff like that. Yeah. I remember the part where he like, it's Christmas. And then she's like, he's going mad. Oh yeah. And then he like slides down. Like I, you can hear like him like thumping down the house and yeah. stuff, like, all that stuff. Yeah, and it, it changes me, compared to the wood to yeah. the carpet. And then uh, when he goes outside to the snow. Exactly. And then you know what he does when he goes outside? Mm, I can't think of him now. What does he do? Meets up with the people. It says like, "Oh yes, this is a turkey. Yes, my please take it to take it to the place. Like here's yeah. money for a taxi, whatever." Uh-huh. And you know what it does? Grabs onto the back of that car. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, like just back like to in Back to the Future. <laughs> I was like, "Oh damn!" <laughs> That's dude. funny because kids do it in the beginning of the movie too. Oh really? Yeah, that comes out twice. And then the power of love comes on. And the it's the power, power of love. love. <laughs> dun, dun. I'm okay. sorry, you're just <laughs> too loud. Anyways, um. All right, dude, I have a trivia question for you. Okay, go for it. So, in the beginning of this movie, what's it called? No, yeah, well, just when did this uh, story take place? Like what time period? What year? They mention it. More oh, than, They really? mention it more than once, yeah. More than twice? Oh, they mentioned it like three times, yeah. I don't know. I'm going to go with like somewhere in the 1800s. I'm going to go 1827. Ugh, that's way too bad. Yeah. I'll give, you a, uh, I'll give you three chances. Okay. That's wrong. Okay. Remember how how many brothers does the guy from Christmas Present have? There, I gave you one of the. How many brothers does a ghost of Christmas Present have? He has. Because yeah. he has... he's cr- oh! present. Eighteen fifty something. No, that's wrong. I don't know, yeah, bro. Just more. tell me. Well, when he's signing the death certificate, yeah. For, uh, this, I'm going to tell you every time they mention it. Okay. When he's signing it, he the guy says it's uh. He's signing that date as 1836. Oh, man. 
I wasn't that far off with my first one. But the narrator says seven Christmases later, he gets visited by three. Oh, so it's what, the 43? 43, yeah. Dang. And then you can also tell when they're overlooking the the London skyline Mm -hmm. at the beginning of the movie, there's two London bridges. There's a second London bridge. Oh, is there? Yeah, and there's only one. Oh. It's because they sold it like later on. Huh, interesting. Yeah. Well, that that's kind of cool. That's a little interesting fact there that they had two hundred bridges right there. Yeah, that's they, interesting. No, it was true to the to the time period. That's Damn, what, see, what Robert Zemeckis did. More credit to the goddamn animators, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, dude, doing their history, doing their history checks and everything like that. This is so smart. Now, <clears throat> quick question, because you were just saying how good the animation was for oh I, no, Crazy Nights and for this movie. So far, which one do you prefer? Oh, I think I think they both have their own merits. No, 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 no. no I can't decide. Say? I really can't. Because that's what I liked about it. One's in that, that's what I liked about the movies we chose. One is like a cartoon classic animation. Yeah. One is CGI animation. And the last one is stop, mo- stop motion. And like, I, I don't have a preference, honestly. As long as the movie's good, the So if a new good. movie comes out mm-hmm. and you see it like right lately, well, well, let's just talk about this next one. Okay. Because uh, I'll bring it up later. Oh, yeah, so, as in the next movie? The next movie we watched is like The Nightmare Before Christmas. Right. Ooh. Ooh. Which apparently the uh, the director. Hold up. Before we even get into it. All right. This episode brought to you by Gatorade. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> by wish. HBO Max. We finally did it, guys. <laughs> <laughs> no. nah, nobody has tweeted to HBO Max. No, no, no. They have no, never no. turned my messages. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. So before we even go forward, because I, I, I have gone on this question before. Because they're like, you watch a lot of movies. What would you think about this? Do you consider A Nightmare Before Christmas a Halloween movie or a Christmas movie? Okay. That, that's funny because you interrupted me right as I was about to talk about it. Oh, damn. Okay. okay. Um, Go for it. Does, I, I honestly think it's a Christmas movie. You think it's a Christmas movie? I think it's a Christmas movie. Why? Because the theme and what it's about and the story technically all take place during Christmas time. It's already after Halloween. Time goes by. Jack takes, takes forever in his room trying to figure out what he's going to do. Mm-hmm. And then it's like 20 days before Christmas. It's already December. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the time of us recording this is when Jack finally decided he's going to do this. Wow. So I really think that this is a Christmas story. I find it a little odd that the director came out and said that it is a Halloween movie. What? Yeah, they, I think it was the director. If not, it was Tim Burton, one of the two. I've said that it's a well, Halloween. That's both. What do you mean? Tim Burton directed this movie too. Wrong, bro. I thought the same thing. It's not directed by Tim Burton. Wow. It's directed by a dude named Henry Selleck, <laughs> who has done a lot of stop motion. He really? did. Yeah, he did. Um, he did James and the Giant Peach, which I freaking love that movie. Yeah, it was okay. Uh, he also did uh, Coraline. He did Coraline. Yeah. Again, not directed by Tim Burton. Damn. Isn't that uh, crazy? I, I got to get this guy some credit. As a kid, got... I honestly thought that he was just, I thought it was Tim Burton. But no, Tim Burton wrote the story, which was a poem, and then they liked it and they turned it into a whole movie. Really? Yeah. The, the, all the songs were done before the even script was mm-hmm. written. So like they had uh, all those iconic songs before they even knew what they were going to do. So you didn't ask me, but I'll tell you. Yeah, no, I was sorry. I got sidetracked. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to know what you thought. I think it is a Halloween movie. Do you think it's a Halloween movie, really? I see it as a Halloween movie mainly because it's, I see it as like. Well, you're wrong. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, I mean, I think it's more like um, if you look at it, like uh, it's Jack Skellington. He can cross between worlds, apparently. Yeah. 
in that little forest or whatever. Yes. Which is pretty cool. Like a cool idea. Yeah, it's a great idea. Stolen, but yeah. good idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, it's stolen? Yeah. From okay. what? This is one of the things I want to mention. We're going to go back to it, I swear. No, okay. Uh, yeah, it's stolen from the magician's nephew. Magician's- Lewis Carroll wrote it in uh, in the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe series. Really? So, yeah, so you know the guy, the old man in the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe who has the wardrobe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That wardrobe actually comes from a tree that he had in his backyard, in his uncle's backyard. Who he he crawled through the tree and he went to all these different worlds like Narnia and there's a hundred other worlds. Wow! So it, that is actually stolen. Like the whole tree thing is from a magician's nephew. It's probably from something else as well. But I thought that was interesting. Anyways, that is interesting. Wow. Okay. <laughs> well, anyways, because Jack Skeleton can cross to other worlds, it's yes. technically Halloween visiting other like worlds. Yeah. Centered from the world, told from the perspective of Halloween. Yes. So, Halloween, you're seeing things through the eyes of Halloween, so it's a Halloween movie. Okay. So, I mean, it's like if, uh, it's like Krampus. Is Krampus a, is, a, is Krampus a Christmas movie or is it a, ha- a Halloween movie? Mm, yeah, that's a good point. It is in that little thing. Like, also Black Christmas. Black Christmas, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I mean, it's just one of those things where it's like, you know what? It does take place during Christmas, but, and then that, people make the argument, like, as the... Uh, what's it called? That guy from Seattle we know. Oh, that dude. Yeah. Sleep is in Seattle. Sleep is in Seattle. He was telling me, he's like, I asked him, oh, what's your favorite Christmas movie? He's like, and I'm like, before you say anything, you better not say the most basic ass answer, a basic ass guy answer that I know. He's like, oh, well, I was going to say Die Hard, but now that you said that, I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, that is the most basic. I, 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 I hate that I'm insulting a lot of you right now. Because I, but no, tell them, tell them, I, I think it's time that you guys tell, tell kind those of masculine men. <laughs> I think you guys, it's time to like let go of the masculinity of like, well, my favorite Christmas movie's got to be Die Hard because yeah, guns and like it's a cool Christmas movie. Don't even try to play it off like, no, no. I really like the story of like, you know, he's trying to fight for like it's one guy taking down all these terrorists. Yeah, it's still it's an like, action movie. No, it's still an action movie. <laughs> I, I've already said, that, I mean, you can compare it to Lethal Weapon, you can compare it to a fucking commando you yeah. can compare it to uh rambo like if you can compare it to those it's not a it's not a christmas <laughs> movie rambo is not a christmas movie neither is die hard i agree with you wholeheartedly die yeah. hard die hard is a christmas movie with air quotes but it is not a christmas movie and that's where i'm going with this nightmare before christmas has pumpkins has like scary stuff coming out um it's about scaring the bejesus out of santa claus him turning <laughs> into sandy claus scaring Scaring children on Christmas. Okay. It's so it's it's Christmas being haunted by Halloween, and that in sure it's in a playful way. And it's not in a real scary way. Uh-huh. I wasn't actually scared. Yeah, no, it's I okay. Mean, you can admit it. You were a little bit scared. Maybe when I was a kid, I was a little uh-huh. scared. Uh, I I I'll admit that. But also that makes it a Halloween movie. You know what I mean? I get like, you. That's a fair argument to make. Just like Krampus, I'm like it's a scary movie. Uh, why am I going to say it's a Christmas movie just because it takes place in Christmas? Mm-hmm. No, no, that's fair. I mean, that's a very fair, astute <laughs> argument. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm all tired, tired from talking. Right. No, yeah. <laughs> I, I agree with you. Like, it is in that middle ground of what is considered a Christmas movie and not considered a Christmas movie. Yeah. The reason I like it so much, you know, I think one of the reasons that it clicks in my head as a Christmas movie is I had the cassette. I might still actually have the cassette. Of uh, when it came out, I was given it to me by my grandparents as a Christmas gift. Yeah, 
And I think that's why I relate it to Christmas possibly because my grandparents gave it to me at that time. And it's totally fine. Like I, I'm not really knocking on people who no, like no, of course those, not. No, like, you're not. Who compare some? It's not Christmas. Die Hard. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to consider Die Hard a Christmas movie, that's fine. Like some people see it as a Christmas tradition. Like, oh, it's a Christmas movie. Like, yeah, takes no, place during Christmas. It's not traditional. I'm but like, yeah. yeah, it's not a traditional, but it's great. Like you, you like Die Hard, and, and like, and you see it as a Christmas movie. That's perfect. That's fine. Eight Crazy Nights. It's technically not a Christmas movie. It's a Hanukkah movie. Well, no, it, it takes place on Christmas too. No, they never actually get to Christmas. It's Christmas Eve on the night that uh, Whitey's getting his thing. I'm pretty sure Christmas Eve is not Christmas. This mother... <laughs> 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 All right, I see you. I see you. But no, no, it's not Christmas. I get it. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Christmas Eve. But anyways, I mean, that's if that's a requirement to be a Christmas movie, then technically, you know, I Die Hard took place in Christmas, so it, it's a Christmas movie. Okay. Hey, Christmas, anyways. <laughs> moving on my reason, uh, my reasoning behind this whole th- okay finish what you're so, saying so pretty much what I'm saying is like I don't I don't knock people who think that like I told uh, my friend from Seattle I told him like you know what that's fine like if you like Die Hard as a Christmas is that really your Chris- favorite Christmas movie then that's fine like you gave up that- too easily <laughs> no I was just like you know what that's fine cause I mean for him that might be the that's the only movie that he he sees that's on the Christmas list of movies Mm, that, that he enjoys he, he's like you know what put die hard please like that's a movie that i'll actually enjoy right yeah like, please don't put uh you know a christmas story again like, <laughs> you know like i don't want it all i don't want to see that movie right now yeah like, of course i'd rather watch die hard yeah and and that's totally fine like i i, I get that but to say it's your favorite uh, to say to say it is a christmas movie like a, like a legit answer like a genre movie I, I I personally don't see it as that. No, okay. Here's the thing with it, right? Die Hard uses, mentions it. That's all it says. They mention that it's Christmas time. That's yeah. all they say. This movie, I think, is considered, the reason I consider it a Christmas movie is because a majority of the time is spent talking about Christmas and mm. preparing for Christmas. Mm. And that's why I consider it a Christmas movie. If, like, the it's only Halloween for, like, five minutes in that intro song, which is yeah. brilliant, by the way. Uh, and I think that's why it's a Christmas movie because it deals with, it deals with, again, this whole, like we've, uh, I feel like we've walked into this where we've walked into this like theme recently. Mm. Like these movies all have something in common and it's all of them trying to, f- all these people, main characters trying to figure out what Christmas is to them. Mm-hmm. And in this movie, you really find that Jack Skellington is trying to figure out what Christmas is and he's so enthusiastic about it. Mm. And he's, he wants to know everything. He wants to show and share the love of Christmas to everybody. And I feel yeah. like that's so important in this and like in general and everything. Yeah. And I think they nail it in this movie. I, 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 one of the things that I, I didn't get when I was a kid, as a kid, I really enjoyed, I think I enjoyed the movie. I didn't like it when like, when I first watched it, I liked it. And then there's this long period of time where I'm not afraid to say it. I did not like this movie. Mm. And recently, like we're watching it this year and I've seen like bits and pieces of it last year and the years before, like mm-hmm. I've slowly gained an appreciation for it. And it's more than just the songs because I think the songs are really great. Mm-hmm. Like, what's this? What's this? I don't need it. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a yeah. brilliant song. And I, Danny Elfman, man. Yeah, man. Danny Elfman, which, which I want to talk one about. Of the, one, of your compo- like one of the composers we keep forgetting to mention. Yes. Uh, and I think that the movie is so good at getting you into the Christmas spirit because the character is so into it. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there's movies like The Santa Claus, which we'll talk about, where, like, the main character doesn't like Christmas. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And this movie, it's a change of pace where they love Christmas, but they have no idea how to operate it. Mm. And even though I got into an argument with Danielle, not an argument, I got into a discussion with Danielle about mm. like, she Game doesn't like the movie because the idea uh, that he tries, they're making gifts and all these gifts are like terrible, horrific gifts. Like you yeah. even mentioned it. And in my mind, I don't see it as a terrible, horrific gift because like you said, they come from Halloween Town, not the DCOM original Halloween Town movie, but <laughs> Halloween Town and Nightmare for Christmas. And to them, these are fun things. These are things that kids their age and that age group and, and that world love. Mm. So why wouldn't they want to share that with people? You know, and I almost think that's a little bit kind of beautiful about the movie is that they're trying to make everyone they're they're taking part in the Christmas spirit of everyone else and they want to share their own personal culture with everybody. And I think that's important. Yeah. And like it's a subtle thing. I, I guarantee you Tim Burton didn't think of it that way. I I don't think Selick thought about it that way, but it's the way I think about it. And that, yeah. that that's something that I really, really gained an appreciation for appreciation for this time around. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then uh <laughs> Joey's like, yeah, whatever, George. <laughs> <laughs> uh but you know what I say goes, so yeah. <laughs> no, uh I, I get what you're saying. And like I said, like I don't think it, I'm not knocking it. Like no, no, I think not. people should think about it however they view it. Like, no, of course. I, it's not up to the director or I mean it's his art and sure he's like, No, what I was saying is this. Mm-hmm. And, and like, yeah, that's that's fine. Like I, I but sometimes it kinda ruins certain things like this right now where this debate is like, oh like I think it's a Christmas movie. I think it's a Halloween movie. Blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And I think um, to say that's this, like, I'm like, oh, come on. Like, that kind of took the fun out of this movie. Like putting it in a box, you mean? Putting it in a box, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I agree. Like, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not mad that the director said it was a Halloween movie. No, yeah. I personally just think it falls in line with more of Christmas ideals. Yeah. But I don't care. You can watch this movie whenever you want. <laughs> and I think it's a good enough movie that you can watch it whenever you want. Yeah. And, you know, like I, I can really do deep dive into what I think the the movie, like the the subtle undertones of it. Like in my my opinion, like Jack Skellington in this movie is depressed the whole yeah, time. Yeah, you think so? Yeah, like as a person who's dealt with depression, like yeah. I can tell you, like he's definitely depressed, locking himself in a room trying to figure out something that he can't figure out, yeah, yeah. and at the same time being obsessed with something. Yeah, yeah. like obsessive compulsive disorder is a real thing, you know, and mm-hmm. and it kind of also deals with depression. Like you, you you latch onto something that brings you joy, and you hope this brings you joy because everything else hasn't brought you joy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and he deals with that with Halloween, being so tired and being over Halloween that he finally yeah. finds something new and he enjoys it. And at the end, and it's kind of beautiful because it kind of does go through that stage of the final stage of depression where like he's in the graveyard after he's been destroyed by mm-hmm. mankind mm-hmm. and he he suddenly goes oh my god i feel better now like i achieved something that i wanted to achieve and it didn't go my way but yeah. i was able to bring joy to people even though people are terrified yeah. like he he was like i did it i was able to do the thing i put my mind to i accomplished it now I can be me again. I can yeah. be Jack Skeleton. I can be King of Halloween. Like I'm the Pumpkin King. Yeah, yeah. And I love that. And then he goes back to his town, and he saves his like his girl. Yeah. And he saves Santa Claus. <laughs> like, and I think this movie it really goes through that like path of depression really well, and it's subtle. I think it's mm. very subtly done in there. Interesting. I, it's one of those things. Like I don't know. Maybe I'm reading into it. And no, no, no. One... no. I I think that's a really good take on it. Like. Makes me kind of like 
really put more focus on that. Because I never really, I, every time I watch this movie, I don't really see it as a character develop. Like, I don't really look at the characters because I've seen it so many times. Yeah, of like, course. It's one of these movies that I kind of just, I'm like, eh, it's right there. Like, same thing with, like, it, I guess I'm so, I don't know, like, maybe I should watch Christmas Carol again, too, because, like, maybe I miss some subtle tones. Like, these Christmas movies, it's never a really character development thing that I look in. Oh, okay. Or, like, or, or an introspect into the characters. Uh-huh. Because, for me, it's the story about Christmas or, like, how they go through this Christmas voyage. I mean, A Crazy Nights is a little bit different because that, that one's all about this character's voyage. Yeah, no, I agree. At least A Crazy Nights or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, and then it's... But then, like these other ones, it's kind of like oh, kind of t- you kind of get wrapped up in like the agree the excitement of everything that's happening. But it, anyways, the way you, you want- like, that's exactly how I think though. The way you think about a crazy nights yeah. is the way I, I've been trying to view all these movies. Because yeah. like you said, like again, like you said, a lot of Christmas movies are based around a Christmas Carol. Yeah, you know, yeah. like somebody who hates Christmas and learns to love it. Yeah, and all these movies are kind of like that. Like they they gain their joy back. Yeah, and again, like. The way you see A Crazy Nights being like a story about a character growth, kind mm. of, and like him, because yeah, well, it's more of a, a acceptance. He lost his family, and then like he's trying, he he doesn't want to accept exactly the, right? the pain or whatever. Uh huh. He's like, you gotta cry, man. And, and that's like, and that's another movie that it's really funny. Like he deals with depression in that movie. Yeah, yeah. And the same kind of arc that he goes through, it's more in your face in A Crazy yeah. Nights. The the I feel like there's it's more subtle. In Nightmare Before Christmas, because I think yeah. it is slightly more geared towards like the fun and kookiness of yeah. like more kid like stuff. All three of our characters, the main characters in these movies, are alone. Yeah. Like Ebenezer, he's alone. Right. Like he lives in a big mansion by himself. Uh, Davy, he lives in a, uh, what's it called? A trailer. A, a trailer by himself. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Jack Skellington lives in a giant mansion by himself. himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's all about like being alone for the holidays and like kind of. Being bummed out. So and I, it's, I thought, thought Santa Claus was the one that's like, no, Jack, like you're you're the pumpkin king. And like, no, 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 no. Santa Claus hates uh, <laughs> Jack Skellington. Oh, really? Yeah, he's pissed. Yeah. He's <laughs> mad, but he like accepts it. And then he comes back and he's like, Merry Christmas. And he gives everybody, he gives Halloween Town the gift of snow. Oh. Like it, it's a good, like it, again, it's a good movie. It's funny because like Danielle doesn't, yeah, I like, mentioned oh. <laughs> yeah, Joey does the motion of getting snow in his head. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Danielle was telling me like, "Oh no, I don't like that movie because like the whole like creepiness factor to it." Yeah, and a like, nightmare before Christmas. Yeah, because oh. like, she watched it when she was a kid. Like, yeah. so was, like she remembers it being weird, and she oh, doesn't. So she agrees it's a Halloween movie. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Uh, like she didn't like the idea of like the the like what is it, the grotesqueness of the. Uh, of all the characters, but on top of it, the presents that they make. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. And uh, to me, when I was watching it, she was like, she was like looking at my screen, and I'm like, and she was like, you know, I would have watched that movie with you. I'm like, you told me you didn't want to watch this movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. so I'm like, okay, well, fine. But like, maybe after she listens to this podcast, she'll be like, Ooh, let me watch it. I'm yeah. okay because I. If she's gonna be go, if she listens to this podcast before watching any of these movies, she's gonna be sorely disappointed when Doc Brown doesn't show up in Christmas Carol. <laughs> I'm disappointed. <laughs> I'm disappointed. That's something for the viewers to do. Like just Doc Brown, like edging uh, Ebenezer into the. Someone do this. That's Joey's 100 percent right. This week's the DeLorean. <laughs> getting Doc, getting Doc Brown and Ebenezer Scrooge in the DeLorean. Do it. Someone make it. Yeah, yeah, that'd uh, be funny. Before we move, like, I don't want to end the podcast just yet because I still well, have a little bit more to talk about. I actually had something I wanted to ask you. So oh, okay. Now that we're 
kind of come to the end of like these. So you said you don't want to pick between any of the animation movies, but how do you feel about animated Christmas movies lately? Like uh, the latest one that I can think of is The Grinch. Okay. So everyone's going towards this kind of like, like really round, but also kind of like you see the fuzzies and they're like, oh yeah, in their uh-huh. thing, and they're trying to go like detail, but with no detail, like easy enough to draw, but kind of like when you're animating, there's a lot of detail. Mm-hmm. What do you do? You think that's a step forward in animation? Because these ones were kind of like incredible. I, <laughs> yeah, more. No, I wouldn't say incredible. They were like really intricate yes. in the way that they they were done. I mean, they. Freaking A Crazy Night shows uh, Adam Sandler having humping a car, and they do it really <laughs> yeah. well, you know. And it's a really fluid, very fluid, yeah, very fluid. And then him like farting at a crowd of people, and they do like a big, like make it look like a big explosion. Whatever. Yeah, even the the snowmobile scene where he like crashes mm-hmm. into the whole snowmobile scene was like hand drawn, looked really hard to do. And I'm thinking like, wow, that's really like. Really, must have been really hard, you know. Yeah, not to like knock any of the animators now. I'm, I'm sure that's hard too. But do you think it's a step forward where they're kind of coming, making it more rounded and kind of going to a more cutesy look, rather than more of a like? Uh, I mean, <laughs> each one of these was kind of like look kind of like uh, I don't know. I don't want to say ugly, but like mm-hmm. had this more kind of rustic look to it. Okay. What do you what do you think? Do you think it's a step forward or a step back? Or mm-hmm. do you think, you know, I it's only been one that comes to mind, so I really can't can't I say. mean, if you're going based off of the one, the Grinch, uh, the new one that came out. Well, just in animation and stuff, I guess. I don't I don't know if I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Because <clears throat> there's a lot of good movies that have been made that are animation that look good. Yeah. Uh like the one that I'm thinking of right now is Claws. Grew. Oh. Grew? <laughs> me. No, no, I'm thinking about Claws. Yeah, yeah. That's and, the, and that one. one was really well done. And then there was that other one where uh, the, Abominable, the Abominable Snowman. Yeah. That one was also really well drawn. I think it just depends. It's a stylistic choice, right? With The Grinch, yeah, definitely rounded. People, I agree with you. People are going with like that more rounded look. Yeah. I don't think it's lazy or... No, definitely not lazy because it's all going to be hard to do anyways. Because like I said, they, they do a little detail on like their, the hairs the and stuff hairs, like that. Like, yeah. Yeah, Which yeah. is hard to animate so that the hairs move like uh, the way they're supposed to. I, I don't know. I, like with the Grinch in particular, we'll just stick with that one. I don't think it's as good animation wise as these three movies. Mm. I, I enjoy these more. Like if we're going from just, and then we're, if we're just doing CGI to CGI, like I think personally, the Christmas story Oh, fuck <laughs> a Christmas Carol <laughs> I think Joey did this on purpose just so I mess up again A Christmas Carol nails everything that is required for a movie okay. the detail the wrinkles the hair is done well yeah. the falling of snow My and they nail lighting in the movie I made this note the lighting yeah. in it is very realistic and it is and lighting is important to sell things being real and when you do a fully like almost like animated CG movie, a lot of it gets lost because I feel like animators are still trying to make it like a 2D movie, but they're being forced to turn it in 3D. Yeah, because like like the Grinch specifically from the little bit that I saw mm-hmm. seems very bright. It he, is. It he is. lives in a cave, yet it's bright inside that cave. Which makes no sense for the theme of the movie being a grouchy movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. And even Klaus, like there's like, it's like J.J. J. Abrams, like, came in it's like just put little streaks of light 
in there like <laughs> yeah, yeah the little lens flares and stuff yeah, yeah the mean, lens flares like uh, so i was like uh, i was like okay like a lot of these movies are turning more bright and that's all that was back to my main question do you think it's a step forward or back or, or back do you think we're kind of losing that kind of like that gritty edge to to like these christmas movies no i no? don't think that because uh technology has to evolve mm. i bet i i guarantee you know what? I was going to say, I bet. Then I said, I was going to guarantee you. But I'm going to stick with, I guarantee you that these animators who designed all these old animated movies that we're talking about, yeah. if they were able to do them now, they would look detailed and they would look <clears throat> newer and more bright, maybe possibly in some of these. And hmm. they, the, the fuzziness or the, the roundedness would be a thing. I, I can think off the top of my head, Shrek. You know, I've watched Shrek on TV. I've watched Shrek on DVD. And I've also watched the Blu-rays of Shrek. And the Blu-rays of Shrek are on a whole other level of detail. Mm-hmm. And the same animators did it. It's just a matter of technology evolving and being able to change with it. I, I, think, I think that some movies just don't have the detail necessary. I see. Well, I don't know. I think uh, I kind of don't want to lose that gritty look because... Mm-hmm. Um, there is some animation movies that I'm like, wow, that like the animation. I I like the aesthetic and the the look of this movie. It, yeah, like like uh, Coraline you mentioned. Right, yeah, Coraline, really good. And mm-hmm. and that wasn't that long. That was pretty. That wasn't that early. <laughs> yeah, I guess I wasn't say that long ago, but no, it's not that early. But um, <clears throat> I want to see like movies like like animated movies where like. Cause you get like Minions and Gru. These are all DreamWorks movies that I'm mentioning, but yeah, <laughs> uh, their 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 style of animation is kind of like very round and like yeah, cute. I, like, I hadn't honestly noticed that. And then like you look at Disney, and they're kind of going back to their older style, like kind of want to look like Snow White and yeah, Cinderella. like Snow White. If Snow White was done 3D, yeah, 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 exactly. You you're not gonna get uh the what's it called the black cauldron or uh no, you know. dark, or like you know those those kinds of movies those that kind of animation it's it's lost like mainly because the success of those movies didn't work but i don't know man i kind of want to see that now you know kind of see like a like you said christmas carol works with the light like you need darkness mm-hmm. in order for that light to be kind of like shown you know yeah it's, or those you shadows. have that contrast you need that contrast and i feel like a lot of these animated movies aren't necessarily doing that anymore because that's not what draws a crowd, and you know what really need what draws a crowd is what sells tickets, and and also like that's why the Minions movies are so popular and so successful is because they're bright, they're you know super easily not easily drawn, but like the look of it looks pretty right, sh- like simple shapes and stuff like that. I, I wonder if that has to do with the mar- marketing and like the way they're gearing it towards mm-hmm. to who it's marketed. It, it's being like, cause I think kids probably understand more shapes that way. Yeah. And, and maybe that's just a thing that we, me and you being older have to understand that like these movies technically aren't really made for us anymore. <laughs> and like, wait, what? <laughs> and, and that's a big deal. You know, it, it sucks, but at the same time, we're not, again, it's Joey's not. If anyone's saying that Joey's knocking anim, current animators, oh, he's not. No, 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 no. Like he, he still applauds them for all their work. Yeah. He just wants a little bit of return to what he grew up with and what I grew up with. You know, mm-hmm. these movies are extremely detailed and they, they're, they're artistic. And maybe it just depends. You know, I think about, we mentioned video games earlier. Like, I think about video games in the way that, like, old video games were like 2D and 
were hand-drawn and were 8-bit and 16-bit and 32-bit. And nowadays, everything's like 3D and you don't get that kind of art style. And when I do get a retro-style game that is 16 or 32-bit, it's fantastic to play. A good example of what I'm talking about is like uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Right, okay. It was mostly dark. Mm-hmm. That, that movie was mostly dark. But because it was dark, you kind of saw the, like, the when there was a little bit of brightness or a little light, yeah. it was like, it popped out way exactly. more. And you notice that kind of, and then also the storyline was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm not afraid to admit it. That movie makes me cry still. Yeah. And then the, I think that's why I also like um, animes and stuff like that. Like, yeah. I, I also, I mean, you look at Trolls movie. Oh, okay. And that, that one's pretty funny. And like the, mm-hmm. the animation style is pretty kind of different you know yes. like it's kind of very it looks like they're toys you know mm-hmm. and that and it's a it's a step towards what i was kind of kind of talking about where it's kind of different and it's not like cartoony and like yeah and it's still pretty fun like kids still enjoy it but that um i like spider-man into the spider-verse that's why i liked it so much because it was kind of like the used, art style is the completely art different. Style is, yeah and then same thing with anime it's like anime is just like on another level. Yeah, man. I mean... Uh, and those are all hand-drawn. Yeah. Oh, I mean, not Drew. I mean, they're drawn on a computer, but yeah. Yeah. For me, like, favorite one is, uh, obviously, uh, My Hero Academia. Of course, yeah, yeah. But, but uh, so, for me, when I see that and I see, like, action sequences where, like, it's almost to the degree of, like, you know how when Dragon Ball, like, where they're fighting and then, yeah. like, it's kind of just, like, fuzzes? Yeah. They don't really do that as often. They kind of just do a cutscene to what the action is uh-huh. and then and then switch it over to another thing. So they're like drawing these scenes. Yeah. And then kind of just showing you bits and pieces of what is going on. And it's or or kind of or kind of how we were just saying like, you know, they don't show you the violence kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. So anyways, I don't know. I feel like animated movies and when you're doing it in Christmas, they kind of they're going to go push for like bright and sunny and like, That's a really good point. I mean, obviously it's a jolly time. You yeah. want to have those kinds of colors. And the way you were describing it right now is funny because again, as people probably know, like I really love art. Mm-hmm. You think about it, it's like an art period. You know, like Baroque looks drastically different than neoclassicism and Baroque looks radically different than Rococo. Mm-hmm. And they all, during the time period, like things change. Impressionism is different than yeah. all these other arts. And you can kind of see that in movies. It's like, you know, the movies like, like stop motion movies, like Nightmare Before Christmas, even though it's a stop motion movie, is different than say, uh, Kubo and the Two Strings. Oh my God. Like the Such detail movie, is yeah. completely different and the way it's done is completely different. They're in the same medium, but it's a different time period. So it's a different art period. Yeah. And and I think that's a, it's a stylistic choice for sure. It depends on what the studio wants and probably the studios, as me and you both know, they go with what's going to sell them more. So bright colors, rounded shapes are in. Let's mm. just do that. And occasionally we'll get Kubo and the Two Strings, which yeah. is more of an indie film. And we get to see crazy detailed stuff like that, you know? Or uh, Isle of Dogs. Or Isle of Dogs. My God. Like, again, like another yeah. movie that's just incredible. Yeah. Like, and, and I think it's a, it's a testament to how hard the director, writer can push with, um, against a studio. Yeah. But a studio most likely will win, unfortunately. Mm, yeah, you're probably right about that. But I, I, I you think we should have watched Claws? I don't know. I, I, I might try to watch it. Maybe we'll save it for next year. Mm. 
Nah. Okay, so when, when it comes to stop animation, <laughs> I wanted to talk about a few things about this movie. It took them three years to make Nightmare on, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Nightmare on uh, <laughs> Nightmare Before Christmas. It took okay. three years. That's cool. And the entire time when they, were, when they were doing the stop motion, so each individual frame, stopping and moving it, hmm. they, they didn't have the story done. They were really? still writing it when they were, when they were doing it. Wow. I was, I was mind blown because I was like, you don't know what the hell is going to happen at the end of the story, but you've already started filming? And I'm like, that sounds real though, because it takes that long to animate. And I, uh, I love that Sally is played by Catherine O'Hara. Oh, what? Yeah, she, the mom that. from Home Alone. Yeah, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, she, she comes out in this movie. Huh. Uh, I was like, oh, that's perfect. That came out last week. I'm going to mention that. <laughs> uh, there's a cool video. I, I, you love behind the scenes videos. We're always talking about there's not enough uh, yeah, special yeah, yeah. features. If you get a chance and everybody listening, go to Corridor Crew. They do uh, like behind the scenes on like special feature, special effects. They do stuntmen react. They do animators react. And they did a one on this one where they show you like the thousands upon thousands of different Jack Skeleton heads that they had. Wow. Where to replace it, where you just had to pick one and yeah. they knew that like, oh, this is scene five, shot 42, yeah. take this head. And they replaced it every single time. And they show you how the... The camera work was all done on a uh, computerized gimbal. So in order to consistently go with the shot, yeah. they had to program a computer to follow the shot perfectly. So wow. it would tell, you would tell it, start at set A, end at B, and just go. And there's so many like small little details, like the fire that comes out. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that's not claymation. That's, that's a special effect. Yeah. And it's done using a screen effect where they literally had to put a screen in front of the, front of the camera to put fire on there and yeah. stuff. It, I tell you this because... As a person who loves movies and who enjoys movies, I think there's another level that sometimes we as moviegoers don't get to see. Mm-hmm. And we miss out on a lot now because we don't have special features on, on Blu-rays anymore. Yeah. And this Wait, we channel, don't? On Blu-rays? <laughs> yeah. This channel doesn't need my shout out, but if you like go, go to them and like, hey, tell them like, oh, hey, the podcasters cut sent me here because they, they talked about you guys <laughs> talking about movies. Like, honestly, hands down, they're the best version of special features you can Ooh. get right now. No, Corridor Crew. Oh, Corridor they, Crew? Yeah, they, they're part of Corridor Digital. Okay. They make a bunch of like crazy cool uh, videos, but they also tell you how they do it, and they also have shown you now like how other people have done it. Yeah, so yeah. they did this movie. They did a thing on Home Alone where they made it R-rated, where they show like all the stunts as if they were actually real and what would happen to them. Oh, wow. So like people getting heads blown off and stuff. It's great. Yeah. I wanted to show it to you last week, but I didn't get a chance. But I mean... Animation-wise, I love stop motion, and there's not enough of it for yeah. good reasons because it takes forever. <laughs> oh, but yeah. Wow. Damn, you really gave me some more homework. <laughs> I mean, it's fun. I, I think it's a fun thing, and you listening in at home, like, I, I really urge you to go do this because yeah. Christmas time is fun, but yeah. give the people who work their asses off to give you these movies a little bit more credit and go see how they get it. Get it done. Would you, would you ever, like, make a Christmas movie? Would I ever make a Christmas movie? I've never thought about making a Christmas movie. That's a no. So no, I probably wouldn't, honestly. Really? I don't, I'm not, I, like if you I told were, you. If, if you were told by the studio, all right, George, we'll make, we'll help you make your static <laughs> shock movie, but you got to do one for us. And that's making a Christmas movie. Like we, we want, we want <laughs> So they're Charles Dickensing me. Yeah. They're Charles Dickensing you. They're giving uh, you the Dickens. And <laughs> and you have to come you you have to come up with a story you have to like what story would you tell or what 
what would be the story? Like, what would you try to like do? Would you say like, oh, I'm gonna make like a Santa, like somebody turns into a idol. Mm-hmm. There's the Santa Claus who does that. Jack Frost, which is also a really great movie. There's uh, what's another one? There's another with well, the Nutcracker. Something okay, I got Nutcracker. one. Okay, okay. If I'm doing an original take on it, Ooh, I nice. would do. Uh, this is funny because. I'm going to do a Groundhog Day Christmas story. You have to relive Christmas? You have to relive Christmas. So the pers- the main character hates Christmas uh-huh. and hates everyone around them. So it, it, again, sticking with that theme of this person hates everything, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's uh, them relieving the day over and over and over, trying to figure out the best way to get out of it. Mm-hmm. And they obviously do all the crazy stuff that Groundhog Day movies always do, right? But it's it's the same kind of progression, but he ends up at the end learning to love Christmas and seeing that Christmas isn't about you feeling happy, but mm-hmm. providing happiness for others. Aww. And it turns them into a better person. Aww. It's a very simple, basic story, but told through the guise of a Groundhog Day. You know what mine would be? What would yours be? I, would, I wouldn't do a movie. I'd be like, okay, how about this? I'm going to do a TV show. <laughs> no, I tell them, I'll do a, a Christmas holiday special. Okay. And... It's going to involve, we're going to have to call Robert Zemeckis. Okay. Because Doc Brown's going to be in oh it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Michael J. Fox, not in it. Oh, uh, like, I mean, what? It's understandable. Like, huh? Yeah, yeah. People are going to be like, what? What do you mean he's not going to be in it? He's the main star of that movie. I'm like, shut up. Like, let me tell you something. <laughs> let me tell you something. <laughs> the real star is that, that DeLorean. Uh, <laughs> so I'll. Like the we follow the story of that DeLorean, okay? No, <laughs> it'll be uh, Marty McFly's kids. Ooh, their father has just passed away. Oh, it's the first Christmas without him. And Marty had previously gone to the past and told Doc Brown to, hey, like when I die, please, like I I find out I went ahead of time and I found out a year the year that I die, and he's like, oh, can you please? come visit my kids and cheer them up on on the day that like on the first christmas that i'm not there okay and so doc brown coming from the west he's like with his train (laughs) they're gonna be like whoa trains exist still like (laughs) already this is total fanfare and i love it yeah and then he comes back and he goes like hey like Come back. I got to show you something. What? Your dad's. I got to show you something about your dad. It's like, what? What What happens with my dad? It's like, (laughs) (laughs) he's an older guy. I know, but he doesn't sound like. Fine, you do the Doc Brown voice. I don't know. Exactly. Hey, Marty's kids, come in. Like, we we gotta get back in the Delor- the the Delorean car, uh, train. Uh-huh. Like, what? Why? It's like it's, it's we got something's gotta be done about your dad. And like, what? what? What do you mean? What what happens to my dad? He's like, he hates Christmas. <laughs> and then like Back to the Future, you know, yeah. Christmas special. Yeah. And then he goes back in time, and it's uh, Martin McFly is super successful. Blah, blah blah. You you never really get to see the dad, and then um. But you hear from like all like the mom and everything like the, the super like oh he's been super sad blah, blah blah right and they try to like find the dad and find out why he's so sad okay and then uh, at the end of it um, you find out that he's sad because that's the first Christmas that he's without his dad so the oh damn yeah. so what they do is surprise Mar- Michael J Fox does make an appearance what and so does the other, the the guy who plays the dad what. And so they, Doc Brown and Marty McFly Jr. go back in time, 
bring back the dad and they have this like connection was like hey you know like it's not going to be all bad blah, blah blah and whatever the dad says is a reconciliation for the actual marty mcfly jr so he can uh kind of feel better about his his own dad's death damn and so that and when he goes back you know he he has a better outlook of it that's really know. dope i haven't really thought about what he's gonna say but I, I, this is me telling the producer. I haven't really thought about what I'm gonna, what I've done. But when I get there, I'll get there. And it's gonna be just like Tim Burton. I'm like, fuck. Like, wait, we'll <laughs> film that later. scene at the end. Like, oh, but everybody's here. We got the lights. Like, just give me a, give me like five hours in my trailer. <laughs> Let me think about what I'm gonna do. That's uh, dope. I it actually, took me like eight, eight months to figure out what kind of Nikes he was going to wear. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't wear Nikes no more. He wears Vans. Vans paid us more money. <laughs> Product placement, this bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, that'd be funny too. Dude, that'd be a funny joke. Like, Martin McFly's wearing like Nikes like in the future. And yeah. then like uh, his kid's wearing like Vans or Junior's something. wearing Vans. That'd yeah, be yeah. hilarious. Yeah, and it's like, oh, we're a Nike family. It's like, no, we're not, not no dad. more. <laughs> Just wait for the future, dad. Yeah. The future's different, dad. <laughs> <laughs> there's, yeah. there's a lot of good, I think that's a really good idea. I really do think that's a great idea. I wish they would do that, but it's not going to happen. You know what? You know how it could happen? Is if they did, uh, they do this thing in BBC. It's called the Red Nose uh, event every uh-huh. Christmas where it's about charity. Uh-huh. So this is where they ended up doing a second version of, crap, what's that movie? God. With a bunch of, uh, damn it. It's a bunch of fans. Love movies. Actually? Love Actually. Thank you. Yes. So they did a, a number two of Love Actually. And they brought back the original cast to mm-hmm. do like little segments of it. And the movie was awesome. Yeah, like yeah. The, it was like a five minute thing. That's where this Back to the Future Christmas story could exist. Mm. I would love to see this. I mean, you would have to shorten it down to like maybe five, ten minutes, but oh, no, that'd be dope. Do can't do it. No, no, it has to be an hour. <laughs> no, I think if I were to do this, it'd be like a Christmas holiday thing. Um, depending on who's giving me the funding for my movie, I'm assuming it'd be some like AMC or sci-fi. Right. I'm really hoping it's AMC. <laughs> no, no offense to sci-fi. It's just I feel like AMC's grasp on like audiences is a lot more. Oh than, yeah, of course, and it, it's less hokey. I guess it would be the word I'm saying. I guess so. Older. Yeah, and they have a bigger production value. Plus, they just launched the AMC Plus, which the, the subscription man, that's perfect. It'd be they, that could be this could be the thing where it's on AMC Plus only. Dude, imagine, imagine they hear this and they go, "Hey, uh, so we heard about this Dude. Christmas special." I'm like, "Wait, you." In that scenario, I did not mention what my movie was going to be. And it's like, yeah, you said something about a Static Shock movie? And like, no, 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 no. Like, it'd be way worse. <laughs> it's a way worse movie. <laughs> static Shock is too good. Yeah, I can't fuck that up. <laughs> uh, which apparently Jaden Smith is uh, looking into doing. Oh, no. Yeah. I mean, I- yay. <laughs> no, I, honestly, I wouldn't like that. You wouldn't like a Static Shock movie? I wouldn't like Jaden Smith as a Static Shock. Oh, I know. I'd want somebody unknown. I would agree. Anyways, yeah. this was the animated Christmas episode. I hope you guys liked it. I hope you guys like our ideas of like somehow bringing in uh, Back to the Future into this. And uh... <laughs> I mean, Robert Zemeckis clearly loves all these types of movies. We can easily do this. I know. Yeah, I did for real. I mean, wait, doesn't um, Back to the Future take place in Christmas? It's technically a Christmas. No, okay. <laughs> the second one, dude. <laughs> Anyways, hey, well, tell us what you guys think. Do you guys think that because a movie takes place in Christmas? Is it a Christmas movie? Also tell uh, us what your favorite animated Christmas movie is. Oh, yeah. There's not a lot, but yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> hey, thanks for listening, guys. I am Joey. And I'm George. And go watch some movies. <laughs>